happened in June. By December, I was already on Forbes 30 on the 30 list. Apparently, no one knows his name. But... My name is this menino, this boy, este niño, questo ragazzo. And I'm a comedian, Brazilian, I'm a Brazilian comedian. They can make marketing, like a brand content, become really fun, become really funny in a way that people are gonna share it. Esquece. Comigo o ritmo é frenético. O golpe cai Is there any, any kind of secret to going viral? The secret is being hot, and I do that very well. <laughs> there was not the weight of the responsibility of being not just an influencer, but being a voice. The video that made me successful was like a political video in a sort of way. That's something that people expect from me. Yeah. Swipe up or more? Hi everyone, welcome to Beyond Marketing Podcast. I'm Mara I'm the founder and CEO of Imaging Power, a global integrated market agency. We are ready today to laugh a lot and learn as much, I'm sure we will, in today's episode, I have today with us the incredible Brazilian comet phenomenal Esse Menino. Oh, wow. <laughs> Esse Menino, because apparently no one knows his name, but I would try to get this out of this podcast by then. So let's see. <laughs> so he's gone viral with all his comedian videos during the pandemic. And since then, he became a real social media star beyond Brazil. He's on tour in Europe with his stand-up show and joining us live today, what a privilege, from our studio in London. And sharing this podcast episode with me is the incredible Adam Sheffield. Sheffield? Sheffield. Sheffield. I don't understand why everyone has a very complex and, <laughs> you know, like, surnames. Ah, uh, our account manager at MG Power and my lovely friend too is his first time co-hosting this podcast with me. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Mara. It's such a pleasure to be here today. I'm very excited for the conversation, guys. I had the privilege to follow uh, Esimininos in his tour, European tour. And it, the only thing I can say, Mara, is it was absolutely amazing. Uh, his fan base and his charisma is just out of this world. So yeah, excited to this conversation today. So welcome. Thank you. Hello, guys. Hello, world. Yes. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here, feeling very important. But you are very important. Oh, stop it. Yes, <laughs> you are. Uh, thank you so much for being here. It's I know pleasure. you've been traveling quite a lot uh -huh. the past two weeks. Yeah, the past few weeks. Okay, but with a very good outcome from all your shows. Yeah. I heard. It's been Sold great. out. Sold out. Receiving in euro. Wow. <laughs> Let's convert that later <laughs> to real. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's been amazing. It's been like the best experience. I always say like the euro tour was, was a part of my dream that I didn't even like dare to dream, you know, like I didn't even imagine it would happen so fast to be doing this. And it's been amazing. Adam been yeah. with me the whole time. It's been a dream. And you were wow. in tour in Brazil as well. So it's been like yeah, yeah, for two the months past there. Two no? months. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the first time you're doing the tour in Europe. The first time. But before I go into the tour to the details, because as he's in London, he's doing the shows tomorrow and Friday. 
But I guess when you see this podcast, guys, it's going to be too late. But it's he will come back. Out. It's, it's already, already sold out. out. Mm. But anyway, I want you to introduce yourself to our audience. Of course. What's your name? <laughs> My name is this menino, this boy, este niño, questo ragazzo. And I'm a comedian, Brazilian. I'm a Brazilian comedian. And I'm from Minas Gerais. I'm from the countryside of Brazil. And uh, I'm an actor, a comedian, uh, talk show host. I do everything. I am very gay. Also, that's very important to say. Uh, and, uh, and I kind of have like this flamboyant style to see life and to create comedy from literally anything like the most common things in life to political statements to the things that happen in brazil to the world i like to talk about everything i think comedy is a very powerful tool to express and to talk about us humans in a more light way you know But tell, like, I'm very curious of, like, how how did it all happen? Mm -hmm. So how it's, because, like, as you said, you've been a comedian for a long time. Yeah. But then at, at one moment, you became that superstar. Yeah. Especially in Brazil, and now he's taking the world. But, it's like, how, what was the moment that the social media, especially on your own platform, mm -hmm. just actually change it completely and you went like wow my message is spreading and okay. it's working well let's go it's almost like a it's a it's crazy it's like a marvel movie you know it's like yeah. it's, a, it's a whole journey because i started doing videos in 2018 uh it was at a time that like influencers was not really a thing okay. people had like there were bloggers and things like that like youtubers was really huge at the moment But people had Instagram as like a, an account that you had. You didn't really make money out of that. So I, I started to post my videos as a form of like a portfolio. You know, I wanted, I was a student. Uh, I did cinema in college and I was trying to get hired, show people what I could do, show my, my scripts, my acting skills and everything. So I started to post some videos online in 2008 and 21 while the pandemic was happening i decided to post a video talk about talking about a very sensitive subject that was the whole situation with brazil negotiating the vaccines with pfizer mm -hmm. that they wanted to make brazil like a model country start doing the vaccination there uh but the president at the time didn't really want to respond like they sent over a hundred emails and got no response, he just ignored it. And I kind of, with like my abilities in comedy and writing, I decided, okay, so I'm going to do like a scene that's like a rom-com scene where like the, the, the girl tries to talk to the boy and yeah. he doesn't answer and things escalate very quickly. So it's like a yeah. very formal email at the beginning and then it's like a little bit more nervous and then she's drunk and then she's like, losing all of the like she's talking not in a corporate way and i was Pfizer at the video trying to talk to them and it was like overnight like my overnight. In, i think in like in two days i gained like one million followers in two days in two days Whoa. and it was insane and then since then and since then I'm rich now. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And since then, my life... Thank you, Fai. <laughs> 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 
Thank you. No, but since then my life has changed completely. Because before that, I used to I used to work like at the mall, okay. selling clothes, and now I live off that. You know, like I live off my talent, Amazing. I live off my art, and it wasn't possible to do that before. Because also after everything happened with Pfizer, I kind of found myself in this circus where I was like, okay, the way to make money and to change my life and being able to finance my projects, it's working with publicity and working yeah. with marketing and working with all that stuff. And I had something that a lot of other people didn't have, which is ability to write sketches and comedy. Because you write all your content. I write everything. So before you actually... Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's spontaneous, but mostly yeah. it, I write the jokes, I write the script, I act, I edit everything. Wow. And... I remember, like, because my brother is here with me today. He's my producer. And the day that everything happened, I I think we received, like, 400 emails of, like, people trying to work with me emails. and wow. trying to, like, and not like our country, our president. Mm -hmm. I responded to those emails. And I was like, okay, I want to work with everyone. I want to do this. But they had this sort of, like, resistance at the beginning because they were like, okay, we want you to recreate that video. But yeah, but, yeah. like, this time you're going to talk about our brand. And I was like, no, no I'm not going to do that. No, because if I do that, my career would end here. It's going to be, like, a moment, and I want to last. So I have this other ability that I can give you guys. Yeah. I can make uh, uh, marketing, like, a brand content become really fun, become really funny in a way that people are going to share it. Not sometimes even like understanding at first that it's a, a brand content, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was the, there was this sort of resistance at the time. And then a brand in Brazil, a skincare brand that kind of like took a chance on me and they were like, OK, let's do it. And then I did that. And, and then, it worked. And it worked really well. I think it had like five million views. And then all the brands wow. that were like, OK, see you it. later. And they were like, so we've been thinking. And <laughs> What about like the, our project together? And then things started to happen. And then in that year, it happened in the middle of the year. It happened in June. By December, I was already on Forbes 30 on the 30 list. Wow. Whoa. I worked a lot. I had a burnout, but here, here I am now. So what's the secret of going viral? Hmm? There are lots of pressures from the clients and yeah. brands sometimes to have their content going live and going viral as well, nationally, globally as well. So how does it work? Is there any, any kind of secret to going viral? The secret is being hot. And I do that very well. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I actually love to go on meetings and talking to people. And they're like, so you're going to do the video. We're going to post it and it's going to go viral. And then, like, it's nothing, yeah. you know? And I always say to them, like... But they ask you, and you're going to do it, and I want to go viral. So Yeah, they, like, they, they think they it's something... Yeah, yeah, they yeah, demand, like, they way. think it's something, like... So easy, easy to, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. and and I'll, I always say that like what goes viral, we don't decide that. Like of the audience not. decides that, you know. And the algorithm. Yeah, the right. algorithm exactly. But like, if the audience is in the audience's hands, like I posted that video, the Pfizer video, it was for me like another one. Like I had been three years of content online already, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I thought that I went viral before with other videos that went really well, but then I felt. That, that power and I was like oh I have no control of this like people decided they, they decided they love this video they want to see shared. more of me yeah they shared everything 
so great and now. it creates a kind of the same expectation to have 30 million views yeah on, like, on every piece of content that exactly. you produce exactly especially if it's like something brand related you know because i think i talk a lot of, about that a lot with the brands in brazil because it's like no one really is obsessed with the brand like no one really yeah. is like a fan of the brand they are my fans yeah, you know exactly. like they like to see me winning in life exactly. they like to see me working they like to see my job me doing all those stuff no one is like oh my god like this brand, brand I really is my life yes. it's, that's not how it works you know so it really is like us working together to make that happen so i always talk about like i if you give me the liberty we can do something different that maybe will go viral you know mm -hmm. i need that creative power so that we can move to a direction that is not what everyone has done. Yeah. And then maybe, more, you know, or... we're going to get like a different attention. And sometimes it's not like going viral on numbers, but it's like making people see, see, see the brand in a different way. You know, because I work with yeah. brands sometimes that are very serious. You know, they're like, I work yeah. like with the, the pharmacy industry. The, there's a lot of yeah. do not, do you not. know, there's a lot of things you can say, you can do and... I still do it in a way that it's funny. So it's like, let's try that instead of... It's like a disconstruct in a exactly, sense. Exactly, exactly. And this is something that I, I, I like you the most, like how confident you are in content production. It doesn't matter, like the, the kind of topic you go there, you really believe in what you're saying. Yeah. And this is so important for the influencer for the, industry as well, for, for the people to create like a affinity and trust what, what you're saying. Oh my so God, how, yeah. how does it work? Because sometimes it's quite hard for you, for you to, you know, navigate uh, yeah. the entertainment industry with the comedy shows, but also like working with such important brands yeah. and clients. So I think especially because the video that made me that made me successful was like a political video in, in a sort of way. That's something that people expect from me, you know, like a sort of alignment on what I do and what I think and, the, and the, all the flags that I hold, you know, uh, to match the content that I make. So that is something like I had to say a lot of no's to a lot of companies that just not align. With yeah, you. not align in the, and don't have like the same social impact that I, you know, yeah, yeah. I agree with. Yeah. So that's something. But that, that's the thing. That's how you create an audience. You know, that that's how you make yes. people feel connected with you and, and, and learn that they can trust you, which I think it's a very important thing. Yeah. And even when you made a mistake, they're like, OK, that was an honest mistake. Like that happens sometimes. It's not. I love that because my audience is not is not like one of those aggressive audience. They're like, you're canceled. It's you over. <laughs> Bye. You know, because they like a lot of that. Out that there. happens a lot. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's really a relationship that you have to create and keep doing it, you know. But like you said, like the brands, they said, I want to go viral. I want to go viral, which mm -hmm. is great. Everyone wants to go viral. Yeah. However, is there anything beyond going viral? Like they're looking to your numbers in terms of conversion. Yeah. Like if you're a skincare brand, I wanted to go viral, but if I'm the brand, I wanted to, to make uh -huh. sure that your viral video is going to actually convert in sales because at the end of the day, there is the brand awareness yeah. piece, but there is also the element of conversion. So you're equal good on being viral, but also on conversions. Thank God, yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's make that Thank very God. clear. Yes. Swipe up for more. I'm, I'm I like everything I do. I always talk. I always talk about that with the brands and everything because 
there is this idea that, okay, so we're going to give you this sort of freedom with like creating things, a creative freedom. So they think I'm going to do like everything like crazy and it's going to be an experimental video. No. I'm, I, everything I do is based on the briefing, you know, like it's based on the information that they give me. So it's like we meet in the middle. I'm going to do something that I know that my audience is going to like. But I know you guys want to give some information about of your course. product, you know, like the things that you, is most important is the promotion is something on sale. You know, is I, I I'm going to to give to the audience something the thing that you guys want me to tell them, but I'm going to do it in my, my way, in your way, you know, yeah, exactly. in, in our communication, the way that we communicate, the way that they understand me. So it, that happens a lot because the bread, the, the, the audience feels like there's already a connection with me. They already know that I have this sort of quality control on the jobs that I accept. So they're like, okay, this product seems interesting. I'm going to at least like try it. You know, okay. may I, and then it's like with yeah, that. Because at the end of the day, you need to be very genuine yeah. and very authentic to who you are, right? But then there is this pressure of the brands that if I'm investing, then yeah, you have it, to give this fact, return, this return, like and that return. Something that I don't do that they know is like I almost never say like, okay, this water, it's my favorite water yeah, in the world. I only drink that. this water. Yeah. I have never drank any water, water before. <laughs> you know, I don't do that because it's not real and it's not true. I try to say, okay, so if you try this water, you will, you will like it because this water has this and this and that. And I just had a sip. Oh, it's really good. You know, like you tr you build from that Love instead it. of trying to trick the audience, to trick the audience. into liking yeah. something. You know. And you, you said that before you went viral, you're working in a mall, but you're also doing the videos, already doing the yeah. videos on Instagram only or YouTube as well. Uh, I didn't on YouTube because I felt like everyone was doing it and okay. I had to be there. But I always, always liked Instagram more, especially because of this thing where on my feed is my product and on my stories, it's our world. You yeah. know, it's like... I'm going to show you guys my day. I'm going to show you guys how I did this video. I'm going to show you the behind the scenes. So I always like this dynamic. It's almost like the stories, the the reality show is like the, the documentary about a, a movie. Yeah. And on the feed is the movie, you know? So um, I was on YouTube and at a certain point, I, I really could see how on Instagram things were working, you know, mm -hmm. especially yeah. because this whole influencer market started to happen. And I was like, okay, I think... I'm going to focus on this. And then out of nowhere, like when the video went, went viral, uh, TikTok was happening. Mm -hmm. So we had to like take the video that was going really, really well on Instagram and make it work on TikTok. And it worked? It worked very well because here's the thing. The, my video, mm -hmm. when I talked with Instagram and I went to meet everyone and that's the thing, they said to me like, Usually, because that, at the time there was this thing called IGTV. Yeah, yeah. There were longer oh videos. Oh, yeah, remember that? TV. Remember like that? Yeah, they, they, they killed IGTV, right? They yeah. killed yeah. that. Yeah. Oh Everything God, now is real. And then, it, it, like yes. usually, IGTVs like they don't go viral because they're big. Like yeah. this, yeah, the true. Pfizer video has like two minutes and a half. Yeah. That today is like IGTV. a movie. Which was like long videos. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that's a long, a long video. So what we did on TikTok, we, we cut the video in four parts and we mm -hmm. posted them separately. And then all of them went viral separately. Wow. You know, so we had to really adapt things mm -hmm. to TikTok. And now like I produce for Instagram, I produce for TikTok and like 
because it, it's a different, it's different way. way. Yeah, it's a yeah. different way of thinking. Wow, amazing. amazing. Yeah. Essie, what's your favorite platform at the moment? Because I know you're kind of exploring new, you know, channels as well, and it's interesting yeah. to to see how you initially started online on the digital landscape, uh -huh. and now you're kind of exploring theaters, yeah. comedia shows. Is there any kind of uh, activation you're looking for, maybe next steps and projects as well, something that maybe connect you uh, if with different challenges now? Yeah. So anything so you can share? So on 2021, when I went viral, I had this project called Pudo, that is a special comedy, that was already like done. I actually posted the Pfizer video to promote this special that I was going to release because I wanted already to do something different and I wanted people to see me more than one minute, two minutes. I wanted to sh give them like a full special hour of comedy. And I released that, that, that special at that time that I was receiving all this attention and I sold it on a crowdfunding platform. Mm -hmm. It wow. sold it like over, I think, 20,000 tickets. Mm -hmm. People watch online. It was what was happening at the moment. In right? 2021. In 2021. And everyone should stay at home. So people was, they were watching it. And it was like a real huge success. And it really gave me this feeling of like, maybe I don't need streaming services as much as I think mm -hmm. I do. Like I would love to be on a streaming service. It would be amazing. But it's a huge process. And they sometimes cut you off creatively a lot. Yeah. And, the, you know, the final product yeah. is not what you want it to be. So I really want to think of ways of doing that and encouraging other artists to do that. And maybe be the, the way that's going to show them how nice. to do that. Because uh, I think, I don't know, I think we're like the algorithm has been Shamed killing art, everything. you yes. know? And it's it's a bummer. It's real sad. It and I think they're going to regret it at some point because everything's short. Everything's fast. Everything is, you know, you can throw it away at any moment. So I really, I, I wanted to think of a way of doing that. You know, like I want the show that you've been watching, yeah. the Euro tour. I want to do it in a really artistic way to record it, to put it on a platform where I can put my jokes out mm -hmm. without worrying if the CEO of a sort of streaming service didn't get the joke and wants the joke out, but my audience would love that joke. So I think I want to, I think that's something that I'm interested in, you know, to kind of Amazing. create a different platform for people to create and monetize directly with their, their audience. Why comedy? <gasps> wow, mm. such a deep <laughs> question. <laughs> I don't know, I think comedy kind of chose me, you know, comedy was like my, you know when you're like a teenager, you're a kid, and you had like this obsession? Some kids is like cars or dinosaurs. Mine was comedy. I was obsessed with funny people. All the women, all the women in my family are hilarious and kind of crazy. Like in a, <laughs> in a good way. Sometimes I worry. But it's like, <laughs> they are all amazing, you know? And I've always, I always thought like, okay, so funny people really have, like they really found a way to hack life because life is hard you know life, life is, is complicated and with comedy i always say that too because when you laugh off something it doesn't make the problem go away the problem's still there but you you're going through it in a different way like you're going through it in a, in a way yeah. that you're not gonna you find ways to someone. deal with the problem mm. yeah, yeah exactly and you you know because you have two options you can cry or you can laugh sometimes you can do both you know <laughs> and i chose to laugh i cry too Sometimes, but <laughs> laughing is the way that I found to survive, you know, especially growing up 
as a, a really effeminate kid, a gay kid in a, in a part of Brazil that people don't have a lot of information, you know? So it was the way that I found to navigate through that. Uh, I navigated to high school, which is a very complicated time in any person's life, but yeah. like in a gay teenager life, it's the worst. And, you know, it was how I survived that whole thing. It was you how... think it was an escape? Like you're trying to figure like, how can I escape into that? And then I'm going to... I think it was more or like, to be acceptable, like because I am a gay, but you know, how I'm I gonna think, be accept, how people accept me. Uh -huh. So maybe I'm gonna get the comments to, to to be kind of break their walls. To break the walls to be I think so. I think I think I use comedy to break people's walls, but not in a sort of way to they accept me. Okay. But to show them that they already liked me. But they didn't Yeah, like they had this prejudice, you know, like they had this thing, this homophobia internalized in them. There was like, okay. Like I used to hear, people used to say, to <laughs> tell me this. They would say, uh, "Let me think, like how to say it in English." But they used to say, "Like he's gay, but he's really nice." Oh my god! You know, oh, like no, one no. thing is the opposite to the other. Yeah. Like he's gay, but like he's really yeah. funny. Mm -hmm. And the thing that people were laughing with me and not at me, they couldn't really like you know because I was in control of the jokes. I was the one Making bringing the that. Jokes. Yeah, you know, like bringing that attention. So it was like a power shift, you know, and I think comedy, like it really helped me help help me go through like the worst phases in my life and the best. When you say the worst phase in our life, I'm just saying I'm going back to our childhood uh -huh. and yeah. no, because I think like for for us as a human being, everything that we do today, at least for me as an adult life, there's a reflection uh -huh. of how my upbringing was, right? Yeah. How was my life when I was a kid? How was my life when I was a teenager? And how do you become who you are? Uh -huh. There's a lot of connection with who you were in the past. You're in a child. Right? Exactly. Um, when, when you... When do you tell the world, like, I'm a gay and this is who I am? Mm -hmm. And which age that happened? And how did you decided uh -huh. to how to do it, who to tell and to embrace that. You have seen it at my show. I talk about that yes. of okay. what, when I come out. No like spoilers, if you, guys, if you, if you, you're going to see my show tomorrow. I talk <laughs> about having depression. I talk about coming out and being rejected. Okay. I talk about like the hardest times and it's hilarious. So um, I came out to my parents when I was 13. I was really, really young. Um, I already knew I was gay. I, I don't really remember a reality where I didn't know I was gay. I didn't have this phase or denying or okay. thinking I was bi, you know, like yeah. I didn't have that. Like I always knew I was gay and uh, I wanted to, and, and then whatever, like someone bullied me at school, I wanted to fight back. I wanted to say something back, you know? And did you? Because it was like a small town, I was afraid to do it. And then mm -hmm. like my parents was like, so I've heard that you've been telling yeah. people at school <laughs> that you're gay and you love it, uh -huh. what? you know? So I was like, okay, so I have to tell them first. And then and I can then come back and yeah. fight you exactly. all. Exactly. And now so, your favorite one, not the family, no? Yeah, now I'm the favorite one uh. because I'm famous. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I decided to tell my dad first. Okay. And he was kind of like... Not so bad about it. He didn't... Because that's the thing. People don't have information. No. You know? Don't. It's true today, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like right now in Brazil, we have to fight yeah. for our gay marriage, which it's is crazy, insane. insane. And um, so he didn't... Because that's the thing. Like they, they thought that I was 
so young, you know, like mm-hmm. I was doing something that I shouldn't, you know, because they didn't have the information that were born like that. Yeah. So they were like, oh, so what you're doing? Like, who are you, who you've been with, you know? And I was like, no, I haven't been with anyone. anyone. Like, I just know. Like, how do you know you're straight? You just know it. You just know it, you know? And then my mother was the whole thing. She's very religious. And then it was very hard. But even then, when I didn't feel like the support of the people that I love the most, I was like, okay, I have myself. You know, I have myself and I have comedy and I have all these abilities to just be who I am, be who I am, you know, and and it's going to be hard, but I can take it, you know, until the point where I don't have to take it anymore until the point where I'm going to leave this small town and to the point where I'm going to move to a bigger city to the point where I'm going to be in London on a podcast. Yeah. You know, so you kind of manifest. I manifest all the time. I love manifestation. (laughs) I do it all the time. uh, It's just for me, like the power of manifestation is the people that don't believe in manifestation. They don't know what they're missing. No, my God. They really don't know. Just how the universe. Exactly. So I think for listening to your saying, Mm -hmm. you actually manifest, even if it was not, you know, verbally, Mm -hmm. but in your head, you're manifesting with actions. the future. With actions. Yeah. Yeah. Because guys, yeah, don't 100%. take me like universe manifestation. <laughs> yeah. It's real. It works. Uh-huh. Uh, but you have to act it. Like uh, because some people say, oh, but I'm there. I'm like, I'm asking true. the universe to manifest, but nothing's happening. Like, yes. <laughs> no, we need action as well. Plan. To have to some, you need to do yeah. something. Because, and that's yeah. interesting because when we first met, when you when you came to um, to participate of the Great campaign yeah. with Lionsgate. You said that oh, I'm coming back to London that's in a very true. special way, oh, and he was not very. Yeah, confirmed. that's about manifestation. No. He was wow. like uh, planning wow. to return, and now here you are. That's true. That's true. Wow. And it was, and also like I think another thing that I think helped me a lot in my career is that I never take an opportunity for granted. You know, like I I was coming to London to work with Lionsgate, work with you guys. And I was like, okay, great. I'm not leaving without making some contacts. I'm not leaving. I thought that was all planned. And before. No, wow, like okay. I, I like the, the opportunity happened and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm coming. I didn't know that I was going to meet like Adam. We clicked really fast. I clicked with Jeff nice. way too much <laughs> and I should, you know? So it's like, it was like, I was like, okay, this great people here who, you know, no places who know people like, Great, let's try to make an opportunity out of that, you know? And then I remember, like, I called my brother one, one I think the day of the set, and I was like, so I think something's going to happen. Yeah. I and think. lots of fans as well on the streets, yeah. remember? And yeah, and that was great because I, I was here walking, doing the whole thing, and then a lot of people stopping me to, wanted to take pictures, telling me that they love my job, and I was like, hey, so it's time for us to move. Move <laughs> And, you know, and we need to go to Europe, we need to go to whatever people are at, and... Give them what they want, you know, give them a good comedy show. And why no one can know your name? Can I know your star sign at least? My star sign? Yes. Of course. What do you think I am? Oof, do you think I'm going to get this right? I normally get it right. Uh-huh. Um, God. Dun, dun, dun. Sagittarius <laughs> or no. Gemini? Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> oh my! She God. got it right. People I got th- it right. People, think, people think Sagittarius when they like meet me for like the time that we we've been here talking. But if you meet me like a little bit more, you will see the Gemini right away. Time to think <laughs> I am. Ooh, okay. 
you're very confident, you're very powerful. <laughs> Wait, are you a Libra? Oh God, I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini yeah. too? Oh my God! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Confidence. Power. power is Gemini. Communication, Communication power. I'm Libra, power. so just describe me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why we love each other. That first, we clicked oh, right away. Uh, sorry, Jack. No <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of it. Mm. I knew it was like a Gemini or Sagittarius. I was uh, a little okay, but then your name. Can I ask your name? You can ask. I won't answer, but you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> Does Adam knows your name? Mm, I don't think so. No, he doesn't. He does. Essie. It's interesting how people say, actually, Essie. You call him yeah, all the time, Essie. Essie, there are some variations as That's well. Essie, like, Essie, Essinho. I've always wanted, like, an artistic name that wasn't, like, a real name. And why Essie Menino? By the way, Essie Menino, guys, is uh, my, my... This boy. This, this boy. boy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a saying in Brazil where like when yeah. you don't know someone's name, you go like, oh, Essie Expression. Menino. Yeah, it's more yeah, like an expression. Yeah, and I've always... I've always like the idea of being like famous and anonymous at the same time. Okay. Like not people like having a name that literally means I don't know your name. You know, like I always like this idea. And also because like the way that I sell myself, like if you see my me live at, at concert, I dress up like a pop star. Like I have this, I, I take care of this visual part of my job, you know? So I wanted like a pop name. I wanted to like, to sell myself, sell myself like, Andy Warhol did, you know, like Lady Gaga did, like all of these people that didn't really, Andy Warhol is the name, but like Lady Gaga, you know, I wanted to make this persona. And I think Esse Menino was a good way to go. Mm, interesting. So who is influencing you now? So who are, what are the influencers that you follow, Ooh. for example? Can you pick like maybe one or two? The so influencers that I, that I follow? Yeah. That influence Influencer, you. someone that can kind of influencing you. I have like a lot of influences from like, when I was starting to learn comedy from watching like movies and everything. But right now I believe that the people that influence me the most are, are the, like the people that I work with. Uh, I had worked with a lot of comedians in Brazil. Uh, they opened my show. They're like my opening act. I love it. Yeah. So nice. it's great to like, cause that was kind of my dream yeah. too, you know, like to meet people that do what I do. Yeah. They have the same passions that I do. And I've worked right now on the tour in Brazil with, Nini Magalhães and Babu Carreira, they are amazing comedians, two amazing women that come from very different places and talk about very different things. So, like, really make women comfortable and really make, make them with their bodies, with their stories, with their social status quo, you know, like everything. And it's really amazing to watch them work and exchange with them on the road. They've been amazing. But someone that I like to follow a lot that I think is a genius at what uh, what they do is you guys know Bretman Rock yes Bretman Rock is like a phenomenon Bretman Rock is insane like he lives his own life like he kind of created this whole good uh, beauty guru thing mm -hmm. then it started to get really boring then he left and now he like raises like uh, chickens, chickens in Hawaii uh -huh. and it's like and he make he makes that entertainment so it's um someone that I like to watch and who sells product really well too. And then like how, because like Comet, success, being viral, uh -huh. doing a lot of, uh, you know, brands, um, advertising. And now with, her, you know, with your amazing show that is 
huge success in uh -huh. Europe. How do you feel that you are influencing? Wow. Using your voice. Because at the end of the day, you are an influencer. And then yeah. what I talk a lot with my friends that are influencers is just like when everything started with influencer marketing seven, ten years ago, uh -huh. there was the influencer promoting products or doing videos, but there was not the weight of the responsibility of being not just an influencer, yeah. but being a voice, mm -hmm. right? Because it's beyond influencer. You're a, a voice out there. And whatever you say... There is a responsibility, of course. right? Mm -hmm. So how do you see your voice being now empowering, uh -huh. especially your community or empowering kids or is because what you have beyond the comedy, which is absolutely incredible, is the power of your voice and how exactly. this can change mm -hmm. people's yeah. life, people's way of thinking, everything. Yeah. Good question. Uh, so I think the thing that I like the most about my job, and I do it online and I do it on stage, is that I don't ask permission to be who I am. You know, I don't I don't expect people to accept me. There is not on their hands. They don't have that power. I am a person. I deserve respect. I am an artist. I am here with a, a work to show you. You may not like it, but it's here. And if you like it, There's a lot more to come. Yeah. So I feel like by doing that and by making money being myself, I can really show to other generations and even the generations right now, that especially people in the community, that you're not a puppet, you know, that you're like a stage, you're a voice, 100%. you know, like yeah. they need you. These brands, they need you. They mm -hmm. need you to connect with an audience. And even it's like sometimes about money. Sometimes it's also like, you know, like you do a skincare thing, like you're doing... You're talking about feeling good with feeling yourself. Good you know, if yourself. you do makeup, you're talking about how we use these tools to express ourselves, fashion and everything. So I think what I do that I like is that, you know, like I just, I do it. I do it my way, of course. I'm, like I, I, I'm a professional. I talk to people. We meet in the middle always. But I think that's the thing that I do, you know, like I don't ask permission. I just, you just am. just you are and then do you think that you are empowering others to be who they are i think so i really think so and i also think that not only i'm doing that but i think i'm also like adam saw my yeah. audience and is it's very I was quite impressed as well like how friendly diverse. your fan base is and uh, it, it, they follow you wherever you go and, and probably know more about you than you, than you do sometimes yeah. and it's quite I was so impressed. And so how, how do you nurture, for example, your audience? How do you keep connect with them? Because it's so, uh, it's kind of genuine conversation uh -huh. with them. They feel very like they, they, they are, they are friends. That's the feeling that I had. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think that oh, that's great. I think it's because like how the way that I do that, it's keep having a point of view. You know, even if my point of view changes because, you know, Gemini's. Yeah. But, <laughs> but even like, you know, I always stick to myself and I always, I am a person who likes to, I always look for the right information. I'm a person who I am responsible with the things that I'm saying. So if I'm saying I researched it before mm -hmm. and if it's out there, I'm going to stick to it. You know, I'm going to go with that thing and you guys can trust me and you guys can trust me to give you a right information. Okay, guys can Absolutely. trust me to help you through a tough time. 
You guys can trust me to just laugh, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's how we do that. And I think another thing with that that I have been doing with my voice is that my audience is really diverse and there's a lot of like parents and there's a lot of people, you know, that maybe had a gay, have a gay kid at home. And you're have, helping them. You know, too, and I'm yes. helping them to show that your kid is going to be successful. Your kid going to be loved. Your kid belongs in society. Your kid could be a star. Your kid could be gay and boring. That happens sometimes. <laughs> Not me, but you know. And, <laughs> you know, like, it's just giving them, just showing them that here we are, we're living life and all that. It's like education. Like yeah, the exactly. Day, the day and all of that, all like the, the bad things that we know about being gay and growing up and having a tough time, we created that environment. The parents sometimes create that environment and we can change that. We can always change that. And you are changing that. So Thank well you. done. <laughs> They're saying to me, Mara, Mara, it's over. Oh, wow. But I say, I wanted to stay here forever. Oh, we was, need to, I, I always say it. that special guests always say like, we need to do an episode two. Yeah. Oh, I would love to come back. <laughs> Next station. My love, uh, if you have to do an advertise for MG Power in one minute, what's this uh, advertise is going to look like? I'm putting on the spot. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to be paid after this? <laughs> <laughs> Just said out. Well, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know if I can do it, do it right now because also another thing that people work with me know is that I need at least like five days to give you like to, a really that's why I'm putting on the spot. script. But. I can guarantee you that if I did an advertisement, it was going to be really funny, really informative, and it would have like the um, algorithm go insane. Okay, Ooh, so let's, let, let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, my love, first of all, congratulations. Thank what you. a beautiful story and what amazing for you to be in Europe doing your yes. own show Yes, that you don't, as you said, that you're not need to have any streaming behind what you're doing yeah that you're having that creative freedom that your shows are sold out and that your voice is being heard beyond brazil mm -hmm. and now you're in london and you're gonna do two shows and what i heard is yeah, sold it's out amazing, it's just like the beginning because you have that power of manifestation but you also work really hard yeah and uh, I'm sure your voices is actually empowering so many other people out there that you probably not even imagine. So congratulations. And I'm sure you're going to continue to to fly high. And then just, just the beginning. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And thank you so much for everyone that's listening to us today. Thank you, Adam, my love. Thanks for, for having me as well, guys. Today. It's such a pleasure, especially like Essie. Yes. He's my favorite so, influencer ever. So, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so it nice. It was so nice to have this conversation. Uh, thank you for the time. And thank you for everyone Anytime. that's been listening to us today. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation. If you not follow Esti Menino, just please make sure you do so because it's completely unmissable to follow <laughs> what he's been doing and his career and of course his comedy. Um, if you're not following us, please make sure you do on Spotify, Apple, Amazon and YouTube. And thank you so much for watching one more episode of Beyond Marketing Podcast. And I see you all soon in the next episode. Thank you so much.